Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. With the uh, Dobbs decision, we see the effective overturning of Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey. It's very clear in the just at the very beginning of the decision in the part of it that's called holding. Uh, it's, it's clear this this decision says there is no constitutional right to an abortion. Uh, and this is getting reaction from people like Maxine Waters, who now is saying to H with the Supreme Court, we're not going to obey it. And there are some attorneys general who are saying that uh, subsequent pro-life legislation in their states, uh, they will not uh, they will not accept. So the impression is being given by many of those who are disappointed in this decision that this was simply an act of political power. It wasn't. It was an act of legal reasoning, and my guest is going to help us understand that. Clark Forsyth is Senior Counsel for Americans United for Life. He's the author of Abuse of Discretion, the Inside Story of Roe v. Wade, and he's argued cases before federal and state courts, testified before Congress and state legislatures. Clark, thank you for joining us once again. Thanks, Al. Good to be back with you. I'm concerned that many people, I mean, maybe even some of uh, pro-life people, think that this was simply a matter of political force rather than legal reasoning. Could you give us a, a, a kind of a shorthand view of the legal reasoning that led to Roe and then Casey and why it was inadequate and why the current court uh, rejected it? Wow, do you have an hour? I know, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, it's long. Well, uh, actually, uh, you know, that is summarized in, in uh, Alito's majority opinion, uh, joined by the other four uh, that made a majority of five. Um, he goes through the history. He, he points out that Roe versus Wade was terribly reasoned, that there was no basis in the text of the Constitution, uh, no foundation in American, Anglo-American legal history, mm-hmm. that there is uh, no right to abortion deeply rooted in America's legal heritage. Um, and then he says Casey didn't improve on that. Casey didn't supply the defects of Roe. It didn't show why, you know, there, it couldn't find a right in the text. It mm-hmm. couldn't show that Roe was deeply, re, uh, deeply rooted in our, in our tradition. Um, uh, and he has a very, uh, I mean, it's a very well-documented history of the last 50 years, as well as the failures of the court. Uh, it's a very thorough opinion. I mean, it goes uh, it goes uh, 75 pages plus another 20 pages of data and appendices uh, demonstrating that at the time of the 14th Amendment in 1868, um, three-quarters of the states prohibited abortion. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, it's very thorough, and it is an education all by itself to read the court's the majority's opinion today. Very good. Very good. Did, did Does it mean then that uh, Justice Blackmun simply got the history wrong in Roe when he wrote it? Absolutely. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. I mean, Roe is one of the most result-oriented decisions from the Supreme Court ever. In other words, four or five justices voted to uh, proclaim a right to abortion and sweep away the abortion laws 
And then they said, well, how are we going to write this? How are we going to justify this? Yeah, yeah. But that's exactly what happened. I mean, the the history in in my book, Abuse of Discretion, which Justice Alito cites, um, shows that it was the Roe was more arbitrary and capricious than we'd even been led to believe before. Yeah. Um, So these justices did see themselves then uh, as superior um, analysts uh, of not only the law, but of American politics and culture? Absolutely. I mean, they thought they were riding a wave mm-hmm. um, uh, of, uh, of judicial supremacy, yeah. uh, that uh, the court could fix issues and fix problems, you know, without regard to uh, their constitutional authority. Um, I, I mean, uh, a number of the justices in Roe just wanted to sweep away the abortion laws and fix the abortion issue and solve it. Um, and it was it, it was a terrible self-inflicted wound yeah. that has damaged our country for 50 years. And I, I think, uh, you know, people I hope people will recognize that this was the right thing to do and that it was good that the court yeah. decentralized the abortion issue and sent it back to the state. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I hope that settles in right now. There's still a lot of. Uh, hysteria out there that people are even claiming that this decision uh, overturning Roe v. Wade means that abortions are now prohibited as a result of this decision. This abortion doesn't, uh, this decision doesn't prohibit abortion, right? Not at all. Um, It, uh, and I I know some pro-lifers will uh, uh, be chagrined that the court didn't go that far, but it didn't have the constitutional uh, authority to go that far. Uh, it, it leaves the issue to the states and the law that's on the states in Michigan or Ohio or Illinois or New York can be enforced. Uh, and uh, I was glad to see this afternoon already a number of states, officials in several states have come out and said they will enforce their laws. Mm-hmm. And I think that's essential. So contrary to uh, the statements by Maxine Waters and AOC and so forth, there are state officials in 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 Texas and Arkansas and Louisiana and Idaho who are saying we will start enforcing our laws, yeah. and that's very important. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, will we see attorneys general uh, in the future refuse to uh, heed prohibition laws that prohibit abortion? Uh, I, th- I think we will see that first with county prosecutors or, or prosecutors in major metro areas in blue states. We've already seen some statements like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you may see, uh, I think, the attorney general in Michigan, who's very right. pro-abortion, has said she won't enforce the, the, uh, the state law. It will be interesting to see, for example, if a, if a state attorney general announces that, but a county prosecutor has... Uh, separate legal authority uh, may enforce uh, the laws at the county level. Wow! Um, but I think I think law enforcement is absolutely essential in the short term. Yeah, uh, the pro life movement is has a, a, a real opportunity here, and uh, certainly this is going to be fought out in the area of the law, uh, but persuading people that abortion is unnecessary 
uh, is something that we also have to do. How do we how do we do that? Well, that's a uh, that's a broader cultural, social, uh, and frankly legislative issue as well. Um, I mean, it's not as if we're just starting today. I mean, think of all the safe haven laws in 50 states. Mm -hmm. Think of the billions of dollars that have been expended by the church and nonprofit organizations and community organizations over the last 50 years to help women and children. Um, Think of the uh, national organizations like Safe Families for Children Mm -hmm. and uh, state, local and national organizations, social welfare organizations. So, you know, uh, or and the and the network of four thousand or more pregnancy care centers across the country. Yeah, uh, much of this that never didn't exist in the '60s, and it's been built up since '73. So there is a good foundation. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. It's not as though this, we haven't done anything here. We've actually been working on this for a long time, and it, we have to make sure this gets the kind of public recognition that will also uh, move hearts, I think, uh, because this is, this is going to be uh, an intense battle. What has been the position, the general position of the American people uh, over the last 50 years has remained fairly constant, hasn't it? Um, it has it has fluctuated from time to time, but I think, frankly, it's become more pro-life. Yeah. I mean, if you ask, uh, you know, the polling question, do you support Roe versus Wade, is uh, basically meaningless, because then you can't ask Americans to tell you what Roe versus Wade means. <laughs> exactly. In fact, I think, I think yesterday, before today's decision, a majority of Americans might think that well, overturning Roe means the court makes abortion illegal. Right. And I don't know if it's going to take a week or two weeks or a month or two months for the American people to realize, oh, wait a minute, um, abortion is legal in some states. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, um, you know, given my pro-life convictions, I hope we see a day when abortion is abolished, yeah. just as slavery is, you know. But... Um, but at, at least Americans need to understand that the change will be incremental. It won't be absolute and immediate. Right, right. And so, we again, so we need patience. So we had patience. We're going to continue to need patience. This is basically remove the big obstacle uh, out of the road. Uh, but we still exactly. have to get there. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And now that the big obstacle is the legal constitutional obstacle has been moved out of the road and public opinion can be better reflected in public policy, what does the road ahead look like? So, Al, I would say thanks for being part of the great debate because we've had a, you know, 40, 50 years of yeah. a debate as to how to overturn Roe. Now we're going to have a debate going forward as to how to create a better culture of life. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, for yourself, uh, did you ever anticipate when you were uh, in your teens that you would spend your life focusing on this issue? I know I didn't. I did not. um, (laughs) But I've been with American Genetic for Life for 37 years. And um, 
I um, have been working assiduously to see this day. I didn't know if I'd live to see it, but I'm glad to see that yeah. this great constitutional error has been corrected. Yeah, indeed. Clark, thanks for your work over the years. Uh, it's, it's great, uh, and we've got a lot of work ahead of for us. Thank you. Thank you, Al, for all your work. Take care. God bless. God bless. Clark Forsyth is Senior Counsel for Americans United for Life. I'll say it again. His book, Abuse of Discretion, The Inside Story of Roe v. Wade, is outstanding. And it is, just from the standpoint of drama, it is a fascinating story. I'm Al Cresto. We've got more as we continue to look at the the fallout from this wonderful uh, Supreme Court decision. It'll go down in history as one of the most important decisions in our uh, uh, in our our land's uh, legal history. I'm Al Cresta. <laughs>